This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. While the global semiconductor shortage is now putting a slight dent in GM's fuel economy? Well, let me explain. The automaker is building full-size pickups equipped with its 5.3-liter Ecotec V8 engine without a fuel management module due to the shortage of chips. Because of that, the fuel economy for those trucks will drop by one mile per gallon. However, GM says that it won't have a major impact on its corporate average fuel economy, but it did not reveal how many models will be affected. And this just shows how important pickups are to GM if it's willing to sacrifice fuel economy to keep them rolling down the line. And speaking of that chip shortage, Volkswagen CEO Herbert Dice said the automaker has built 100,000 fewer vehicles due to the shortage and that won't be able to make up that lost production this year. Most experts believe the supply of semiconductors will return to normal by the second half of the year, but it will be tough in the short term for automakers to weather the storm. And in other VW news, the company held its first Power Day yesterday, an event where it laid out its roadmap for batteries and electrification. By 2030, it plans to have six gigafactories in Europe with a total production capacity of 240 gigawatt hours per year. It's developing a new battery cell it plans to launch in 2023 that it says will help drive down the cost of battery systems to below 100 euros per kilowatt hour. It plans to install that cell in 80% of all EVs in the VW Group by 2030. It's also planning to operate about 18,000 public fast charging stations in Europe by 2025 with several partners, which is five times larger than the network it has today. Those are some of the highlights of its power day. And with this new plan in place, VW says its goal is to become the number one EV maker in the world by 2025. And investors liked what Volkswagen had to say about the future of EV batteries. But they didn't exactly go crazy over the news. VW was up 7%. And also QuantumScape, the California startup that VW is working with to develop solid-state batteries, posted a similar gain. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The Ford Motor Company is adding two Ford family members to its board. Alexandra Ford English, who is 33 years old and the daughter of Bill Ford, and Henry Ford III, who is 40 and the son of Edsel Ford. That generated some snarky comments online of having family members run the company. But you gotta remember that Ford is not the only car company where families play a big role. The Volkswagen Group is controlled by the Porsche and Piek families. BMW is controlled by the Quants. The Agnellis hold a major interest in Stellantis and so does the Peugeot family. The Toyota and Suzuki families are still involved in the auto industry. 
The Chung family controls the Hyundai Group, and Tata, which owns Jaguar Land Rover, is also family-owned. Pity the poor Honda family. Founders Sochiro Honda banned family members from ever joining the company, and the Renault family would love to get back in on the action, but they lost their control after World War II because Louis Renault collaborated a little too much with the Nazis. Even so, can you think of any other major industry that has so much family control? We can't think of one. But speaking of Ford, with an all-new F-150 coming out, it was only a matter of time before we saw a new police truck, and today is that day. Here's what's new. Top speed increases to 120 miles per hour, and it features an automatic four-wheel drive mode that improves performance and handling. It's available with a police engine idle feature that allows the key to be removed, but without losing power to the lights and siren. Rounding out the list of improvements is something that all new F-150s get, Ford's new SYNC 4 infotainment system. Orders for the new F-150 police responder open tomorrow. BMW revealed the all-new version of its iDrive operating system. Let's start with the basics. The system will first be offered in the all-electric iX, which comes out later this year. That vehicle features a curved display that pairs together a 12.3-inch instrument cluster and a 14.9-inch infotainment screen. Current owners will probably be quick to notice a new user interface design within the displays. BMW said it cut down the number of buttons and switches by half and expanded the role of its personal assistant. More functions can be controlled by voice command, and the assistant can communicate with the driver via light spheres of different sizes and brightnesses. Actually, lighting is going to play a larger role going forward. BMW can even use a lighting sequence when approaching the vehicle, which includes a light carpet that leads the way to the door. Once inside, BMW says customers will rarely have to adjust the climate control settings. Vehicles will now feature climate zones for each passenger that, once set, are automatically adjusted by the intelligent climate control system. It's able to detect how many passengers are in the vehicle and then change the temp and fan speed, turn on or off the seat heater or ventilator, as well as the heated steering wheel. And what's great is many of these settings can be stored in a personal ID and then transferred to other BMWs. Lastly, we'll talk about over-the-air update capabilities. It already has them, but they're expanding too, and will include the ability to update driver assistant and self-driving features. Lincoln has essentially completed its transition to a brand that only sells luxury SUVs. And the Nautilus is a good example of how Lincoln's strategy is rolling out. It's a four-door, five-passenger vehicle 
that at $42,000 comes standard with a 2-liter turbo 4, which generates 250 horsepower. But the $65,000 black label version we tested had the optional 2.7-liter V6 that produces 335 horses with 380 pound-feet of torque. Those are impressive numbers. But Lincoln is not trying to attract customers with dazzling performance. Instead, it wants to entice them with the allure of luxury. The cabin is very well appointed with rich-looking materials that accent and complement each other and are soothing on the eyes. It has the requisite center screen that is not the largest in the market, but is easy to navigate and responsive to your touch. It offers decent levels of connectivity, including the fourth generation of Sync, which does not require you to plug your phone in to use Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. And it lets you use your phone to unlock and start the car. Out on the open road, the Nautilus is quiet and responsive. Power comes on at the slightest touch of the pedal, and thanks to all that torque, there's almost never a need to tax the engine. The suspension is reasonably soft without being mushy, and it's reasonably maneuverable for a vehicle of this size. All these attributes tie into Lincoln's new tagline, Quiet Luxury. Rather than trying to out-German the Germans, Lincoln is offering vehicles to customers who would rather be isolated from the road rather than trying to feel it. So is it working? To a degree, yes. Lincoln has not lost any market share in the last year, but it hasn't gained any either. To be fair, that's the same story for almost every other luxury brand. And in this competitive segment, just holding on to what you've got is something of a victory. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday when our guest will be Rob Mantinan, the program manager for the new Chevy Bolt EUV. If you've got any questions about that vehicle, send them to viewer mail at autoline.tv. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game.